Well, uh, good afternoon and welcome to Round the Table with Christian Concern. Uh, live here we are on Friday lunchtime. It's great to see you again. And today we're talking about pride, pastors and schools. Are Christian viewpoints inappropriate in schools? And we have two uh, very interesting stories that are both broken in the news this week relating to schools and education and Christian values. And I'm delighted that we've got Andrea Williams, uh, our Chief Executive here to join us in the discussion as well as um, Steve Bigu, our Head of Education here as well. Andrea, you're joining us live from Wales, I think, today. Yes, I'm with the amazing Robert Stivy, who is a Welshman with a vision, a man who absolutely loves Wales with a vision, who's been buying up the chapels. You remember that story has, uh, well, it's been in the news now for two or three years, really, of how he how he longs to see these chapels revive for the gospel. And I'm actually in one of them today because I share his vision. Wouldn't it be amazing if in the West Valley here and if from Swansea to Aberystwyth, we saw Welsh revival again. But, uh, you know, we're talking today about um, pride pastors and schools. Mm. But wouldn't it be amazing uh, just generally if we saw a movement of, Christian schools, Christian hospitals, yeah. congregations live in these areas. And I, I really think that this kind of shared vision of seeing communities whole, communities made whole by the Lordship of Jesus Christ is just what this man um, has seen. He's seen yeah. the value of these buildings not being turned into uh, flats. Yeah. Imagine yeah. light going out or in mosques. and or towns or mosques in the valleys. We don't yeah. want to see that. We don't want to see that. And we then have to consider in this post-Christian uh, age, in this post-modern secular liberal age, which has forgotten God, how yeah. is it that we? How is it that we will see these buildings aflame once more for Jesus Christ? It's inspiring uh, to be with Him. It's inspiring to see that is His vision is to not to let these churches. Uh, be made redundant mm. and I don't know if those behind the screen can perhaps just put up for those that are watching uh, a link to uh, to to Robert Stivy and to the work that he's done he's had certainly the BBC have been following him for uh, a few years now and it would be just great um, for others to be aware of this work we do want people to come here and re- in and revive uh, these communities under to the Lordship of Jesus Christ so Fantastic. I'm excited by what I see, but let me tell you, there's a huge amount of work uh, to work to be done because these chapels, they, or these places, they've been abandoned for, yeah. for years and for years. But we know, we know, don't we, that um, under God, these places can once more see the light and the life that the gospel brings to the heart of communities. And of course, that's what a school is. Very often, yes. school, like church, is the heart of heart of the community, and that's what we're talking about. Uh, what we're talking about today. And I have to say, I know we're talking about Keith Waters today, but of course, who is Keith? Keith is a fantastic pastor, first and foremost. That's his heart. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, he's also a very good Cambridge bursar. And I try quite hard, I don't mind confessing, to get him to come to work for Christian Concern because I, uh, at a time <laughs> when we needed a finance man because he had all the experience in all the world, but it was because he was drawn. He said he was a little bit tempted. But in fact, he was really drawn to the local church, to pastoring a local church. And that is just how come he went to be a caretaker 
in his mm -hmm. local school in Ely. Yeah. Um, to and to run that job alongs as a tent making job. Yeah. Having left the Cambridge College as a birth. His work as a pastor. Yeah. In order to to do his work yeah. as a pastor, but he there became very much a part of that local school community. Yeah. Very well known figure helped get the bring the kids in in the morning was actually someone that was known for those children that were a little more bit more troubled he would often be the one that they were handed to so that he would part get them to the to their classrooms he was really integral and of course as you might expect from someone as accomplished and by the way he's also quite humorous <laughs> uh pastor keith waters like bernard randall another one like he's quite humorous but pastor keith waters is is a lot of fun um, with a big heart full of love um, yeah. and he and he you know he got more and more the, the the school asked him to do more and more things so sometimes he'd be taking re lessons and assembly lessons because he was trusted because he was loved because yeah. they saw how authentic he was yeah and it was all until and i think that's how we're commencing um this well uh, yeah yeah. This live stream today. If you're watching live, do comment on on Facebook or Twitter or uh, YouTube. I can see someone's already said listening from Ottawa in Canada uh, today. Great to have you with us. Um, and if you've got any questions for Andrea or Steve, Canada, there's a place. I mean, Canada, there's a, there's another place where um, yeah. we need again. God bless you in Ottawa. God bless you in Canada. It was amazing to see the truckers in a sense, standing up, but so much, so much Christian witness uh, there. But to see mm -hmm. some of the oppression um, uh, that that has come come really through these lockdown years, and the closing of the churches, and the ban on conversion therapy, mm -hmm. and the escalation of anti-life laws during COVID, indeed, as we've yeah. seen here, um, I pray that in Canada we will see revival. Got someone from Minnesota as well now. Andrea. In Minnesota, well, we need <laughs> this. Yeah. There's a little bit more pushback, I feel, generally in the States. Uh, you know, there is a bit more pu pu push yeah. build. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> so let's just review what happened with Keith Waters then. Um, yeah. he, he posted a tweet. Uh, maybe we've got an image of the tweet um, in 2019. Um, it was talking about uh, gay pride. Here's a tweet there. It says, reminder that Christians should not support or attend LGBTQ Pride Month events held in June. They promote a culture and encourage activities that are contrary to Christian faith and morals. They are especially harmful for children. And that was what he said as a pastor in his own capacity, his own private capacity, um, in a tweet there. Um, and uh, gosh, you know, um, the hatred and the and the intolerance and the exclusion. And he ends up losing his job. And, and there are actually, you know, lots of harassment, someone coming to arrange his funeral, um, people, you know, death threats and various things going on against him and hassled for his family and so on. Anyway, it, you know, the, the case was taken against the school for discrimination. And the fantastic news is that we got a win this week. Um, the school was found to discriminate against him. Let's just watch the video of him and I'll come to you, Steve, for some comments about that. Hello, I'm Keith Waters. As many of you know, you've been supporting me uh, and Christian Concern over the last two or three years. And the reason for that is I put out a tweet which reminded Christians that Pride was not a good place to be going in. And it was a bad place to be taking children. That got me into a lot of hot water with my employer. So I was working for a secular employer as well as being a church minister. 
over the last uh, two or three years, Christian Concern have helped uh, and as have many of the supporters financially and prayerfully, which has been wonderful. We've found that uh, we've been vindicated. We have a, a court judgment which has reminded us that we were right, but in, more importantly reminded schools and other public employers that they need to be careful about how they write and apply their policies, particularly when it comes to freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of faith. And so I pray that you'll be encouraged and particularly others who find themselves perhaps in a similar situation or heading into a similar situation, that this case will have been a blessing, that it will ensure that some people don't find themselves in the law court as a result. But wherever the Lord takes you, when he does take you into these things, he leads you through it and he leads you out of it and he's glorified through it when we just allow him to, to take us on that journey. So thank you. Um, and uh, encouraging words there. Clearly, he's, he's pleased, isn't he? And delighted and relieved and feels vindicated. Steve, what's your view on this this case and the outcome here today? Well, it's it's a huge victory. It's a it's a huge win, and um, really, really huge thanks to the legal people, the legal team that have, have worked on this with Keith, because case law really matters, and the what's happened here should really encourage Christians in all sorts of walks of life particularly Christians who are school staff, that they can express their Christian beliefs on their Facebook accounts, being confidently Christian, confident in what the, the Bible says and confident that they can talk about it. Because the truth is that many of our teachers, particularly in the state system, um, but also in the independent school system, as we see with, with the case with Bernard Randall, they're feeling they're feeling quite chilled. Um, any educationists who are who are on this um, call will, will know what I mean. They they're struggling to think. Well, can I say this? Can't I say this? Should I say this? Am I not supposed to say this? This kind of case, and we need to publicise this win. This can give a real sense of hope and confidence to those teachers to to believe they can be witnesses for Jesus Christ on their Facebook accounts in their in their homes without fear of um, being sacked, essentially, which is the kind of process that that people are taken through. But of course, it's the process as much as the, the final outcomes and actions that happen that, that is the punishment in, in these situations, which is why it's important for all of us to keep speaking up, keep talking about this case, other cases, and the irrationality of it, as well as the unfairness and discriminatory nature of, of these events towards Christians and towards Christian mm -hmm. parents, towards Christians who are teachers, any any staff who are Christians. It's great that um, Mary's case was one as well for her expression of her Christian beliefs to be able to wear that cross. Another really important, cross, yeah. Key, yeah. really important key case that the expression of your Christian faith, Christian your, your Christian beliefs should not be discriminated against directly or indirectly as this, as this case particularly discovered. Fantastic. And Andrea, it's a clear breach of human rights, isn't it, to lose your job for tweeting in a private capacity? Well, of course it is. But you wouldn't think so. <laughs> you wouldn't think so from the things that uh, we see um, in the Christian Legal Centre day in, day out. And a big shout out to the legal team, but also the support staff at Christian Concern, who really keep, for instance, Keith Waters' case alive, who keep it in the public consciousness, who tell the story, but also 
really for coming alongside Pastor Keith Waters and locking arms with him and for standing with him for as long as it takes. I think it was very fascinating uh, just looking at the judgment, which I've got here um, in front of me at the moment. Uh, paragraph 163 says, the judge says, in this case, we had the benefit of a report from Dr. D Martin Parsons, who's one of our experts. He's a theologian. And uh, we considered uh, this, that the claimants believe may not be beliefs that others within society would share, but it is clear that they are beliefs of evangelical Christians and that the, there is a percentage of those going to church who would share those beliefs. Well, first of all, let's just consider that uh, paragraph. Nowadays in court, we are having to prove what Christian faith is. We are having to show that to believe in yeah. Christian morality, we're having to prove it. And, and even when we do that, the judge here was saying that a percentage of those going to church would share those beliefs. And I just want to say to the church out there, how is it that I want to say to those true believers, how is it that we have somehow allowed society to so put us in fear, to so shame us that we, that they, that society no longer knows and judges will no longer find immediately that the Christian viewpoint is that sexual morality, sexual purity actually matters. Uh, that marriage between one mo man and one woman is an inherent Christian belief. The judge went on to say, it is clear to us that evangelical Christian ministers will have views not necessarily shared by everyone in society, but it, that it is part of their duty. So this is a good one uh, as a Christian minister to preach those beliefs. I'm glad that this was spoken <laughs> in a judgment. Yeah. And in today's modern society, social media is one medium in which those these beliefs are preached which is good for spreading the word, but puts the word in the public forum more and more. Taking all of these into account, we find uh, that the gui school guidelines would put persons with whom the claimant shares the same religion or belief at a particular disadvantage compared to others. So they then found that it wasn't proportionate to put those upon um, yeah. Pastor Keith Waters. And let me say, with regard to all of this, that how teachers generally are put in fear is by being told, you can't have a religious opinion, you can't have a political opinion, you can't post these opinions on social media. What that then leads to is an absolute fear, people fearing that yeah. they are unable to speak out generally uh, in, in the workplace. And then, of course, in this case, what then happens is once they, people get subject to a disciplinary process, they become very oppressed and scared and think, I can't speak out. I can't tell you anyone. And again, this puts all the power in the hands of the employer and indeed society that is at large, which says those viewpoints are totally out of kilter and are unkind viewpoints in modern Britain. Well, but one of the other findings in the judgment, Andrea, is that um, uh, Pastor Keith Waters' views are worthy of respect in democratic society. Yes. Um, which is obviously also, you know, it's extraordinary that you have to say that, you know, sexual morality views is, should be respected, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the extraordinary thing here. But um, anyway, that that's also an important win, is it not? An important um, significant thing here. Well, of course it is. Hmm. But um, I mean, I may sort of sound, uh, I may respond a bit like, of course it is. Yes. Who would have thought that that in a country which historically 
has led the world in terms of freedom and true mm. tolerance. Of course, because it's this is rooted, dating right back to the Magna Carta, in our Christian heritage and in our laws, where there is a great idea of what what it, human dignity, yeah. non-compulsion. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought that it is actually necessary even to ask that question yeah. as to whether Keith Waters' views are worthy of respect in a democratic society? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But it's very good news that the judge has found that they are. And and it's also very good news that, I mean, he was criticising Pride events. And of course, we're about to end. We've got four weeks before the next tsunami of, oh, shouldn't we be doing Pride events in our school? And and that's all about to hit. So the timing of this judgment, you know, in God's providence and mercies, is also there to give confidence to Christians who are thinking, should I speak up about this? Parents, you must. If you see things are being advertised in your school that you are not in favour of, you must say, you tweet on your on your tweeting account to say, I believe that the Bible says this. This is not going to be safe and this is going to be harmful for, t- for children. This and is going to, to help those parents and help those teachers. And I want to say, reach out to us. Reach out to Steve, our head of education at Christian Concern. Reach out to our legal team because we are here to help you to do just that. Do not be put in fear. Many of you may well remember um, the, the the case of Casey, um, and you um, in, in a south in a, in Hebus uh, Park Farm uh, school. school, where she as a as a little a little girl said, "I don't want to participate in Pride. I don't, I, it doesn't feel right to me." And for that, was punished in her school, held in isolation outside. Yeah outside together with another little boy outside the head's office for six hours after that she was suspended from school we are talking about a 10 year old her mother was visited by social services rung by the police all because this little girl this beautiful child yeah um refused to participate in pride now can i say there again just for those supporting us behind the scenes um here on this uh um, live stream, can I please ask you to just post again the case of Casey, post again her video, because it really is very powerful to show the, the kind of pressure that our children are yes. under. And we need to resist this because as Keith Waters tweet said, it's about the protection of our children. Yes. It's about pride harming our children. And yes. as Christians, we don't, we're not there to harm our children. And the worst thing, of course, in this period in June now is that many schools, I think because they're kowtowed by the general culture, but they will hold pride events and children will participate unknowingly in the pride and therefore the pride events are normalised as if there's some kind of celebration of tolerance when in fact they're deeply intolerant because if you dare to resist... You are punished. You are name called, uh, and you and you really are punished or name called. Yeah. And they'll, be, they'll come in the guise of diversity events as well, and 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 they'll they'll mix race issues, religion issues, LGBT issues all together to try to to hide what's going on. So parents, teachers, those of you who are watching, please do stay extremely vigilant. One of the things I'd say about this is that we need to rediscover a confident Christianity that's 
the opposite of pride. Pride is there's a certain kind of arrogant <laughs> confidence. And yeah. then there's the Christian confidence mm. in Jesus Christ and his word and the Bible and the truth. And we need to rediscover our confidence to say no to some things and to say yes to Jesus Christ. And in this yeah. in this whole wrestling match that's going on, there's a there's a spiritual warfare going on and it's going on inside the hearts of Christians up and down this country. Yeah. Um to, yeah. to be able to be brave enough to make those decisions to to not yeah. not kowtow or not be in fear. Yeah, can I, just I, say... I can see I can see we've got someone watching from Poland and someone watching from Nepal as well, Andrea. Were you oh, were that's amazing. God bless and, Nepal and God bless and, Poland. And, and but we've also got Heather Scammell from Wales. Wales. Um, and she's asking, will this judgment impact on Christy Higgs's case? Well, let's pray that it does because it's very similar. Uh, Christy Higgs was a pastoral worker in a senior school and her son was in the feeder school to that senior school uh, and she posted concern over the books um, that were being uh, given in um, the relationships and sex education in the primary school and for that she was suspended for gross misconduct and then lost her job. So let's pray, let's pray that this judgment has a real impact. Certainly we will be using that in the appeal in the appeal process and i want to say to nepal and to uh to heather in wales you talked about uh the impact of pride marches steve and and how we need to have confidence in the gospel i see i see light parades the jesus christ the light of the world i see light parades in these in these ronda valley villages i see miners all oh, right you know we've it's in the land of the miners sadly no not so many no many no no mines here anymore but these are the homes this is the landscape of the miners i remember the stories of the miners going down into the mines singing hymns and uh, i remember that the pubs were empty the courthouses were empty because wales was reformed and yeah. I remember that part, far parts of the world were changed because Welshmen went to all ends of the earth to speak the glory of the gospel. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's the Welsh blood. The, the, it's here. And we want to see revival, not just in Wales. We want to see revival in England and Scotland and Ireland and in Nepal and, um, uh, and in Canada. Um, we, but also here we've got Poland. I want to say it is fantastic that in Poland and Hungary, we have governments that despite the false information um, that, the, 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 that is put out out there, um, if you go and watch these governments, of course, no government is perfect, no nation is perfect, no system is perfect, but you see governments pursuing family policies, life policies, like policies, families pursuing Christian policies. Mm. And you see the health. If you go there, you just see the health of the nation right. and the love of the people. And the other thing that I, you know, and the welcome for those in trouble. So when I was in Hungary just a few weeks ago, um, before the, the wonderful result in the election, which reinstates Viktor Orban for another term, what, what moved me deeply was that four weeks ahead of that election, so many of the political workers were going out in the middle of the night to go and collect Ukrainian refugees. Right. And yet the media that was coming in was these were anti-immigration, they were pro-Putin. Uh, it was the totally opposite story. And and the and these and these places in Central Europe 
are 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 models. Any human model is imperfect, but they were they are models of governments trying to pursue pro-Christian, pro-family, pro-life policy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's move on then to a school which is um, uh, sadly sort of um, moving away, it seems, from its evangelical heritage. Um, so another story that came out this week is, is a school, uh, St Lawrence College in Ramsgate, which has got an evangelical Christian ethos, and they were supporting uh, Samaritan's Purse run by, uh, well, the Operation Christian Child, um, with thing which many of you will know about, where they sort of pack a shoebox with a whole load of gifts and things and give them to people in various different countries. Um, and um, some parents, or one, com- uh, one comparatively, some parents complained that Samaritan's Purse holds biblical beliefs on on marriage and sexual morals. Um, and would you believe it? The school with an evangelical ethos um, actually decided immediately to um, quit supporting the um, Samaritan's Purse appeal, the Operation Christmas Child, and um, and you know betray its Christian heritage. Where you're doing that, Steve. Tell us what you think about this kind of decision and, and what, what it portrays. Well, sadly, there's a there's a growing trend in some of the traditional independent schools whereby there are fewer and fewer Christian staff and particularly fewer and fewer Christian leaders, Christian governors of, of some of those schools. And the Christian traditions and Christian heritage that they have, even though they've still got Christian values and they'll talk about having Christian values, the, the leadership does not stand for Christian values and so there's there's no robustness there in saying, well, of course we believe what the Bible says. Of course we want to encourage what the Bible says to our students. Yes, being respectful because we understand that the children come from a variety of backgrounds, but we have been founded on traditional Christian beliefs. And when the leadership starts to get wishy-washy around that and starts to um, it starts to become diluted, that sense of Christian vision as well as values for that school. So it, it seems to me, from what I understand of the story, that um, the Christian leadership have been lobbied essentially by people like Humanists UK, who I think have been very public about being supportive of the parents yes. who have pushed back against the Maritons Purse. And so mm-hmm. this, this is the that is the battle. This is the forefront of the battle where you've got Humanists UK who have said we don't want any any faith schools at all of any kind in in our nation. We want to push back against all of that. They are being allowed to support these parents and these parents who are saying um, you shouldn't support this charity. This charity is an amazing charity. They've helped not just like one or two million people over the last few decades. They've helped 186 million children with those those boxes. I've, I'm sure yeah. many of those who are watching this have filled those wow. boxes to go to the, the poorest children. And with Franklin Graham and the heritage from Billy Graham all flowing through in these incredible good actions. And I, I did just have a, I just had a little look at the, the website of the school to, to see that they're their, their very mission statement, their Latin vision statement is in, in, in bono vince, which means overcoming evil with good. Now, if ever there was a charity that was overcoming evil with good, I mean, they're sending people to the Ukraine right now to go. Mm-hmm. And we're hearing today that British workers are being taken, taken away and they're being dragged off. I mean, they're, they're putting their, their lives at risk to go out there to, as you say, start hospitals, provide for these children. I mean, this is an incredible, confidently Christian organisation. And the reason why they're so confidently Christian is because they're strong to their Christian values. They, they're they praying to the Lord Jesus Christ to help them. They do miraculous things. And so the fact that this, this school doesn't want to value it, the, the Christian values of this organisation speaks volumes. And it's, and it's very sad, but um, in, 
increasingly common that some of these schools that for, for decades and even centuries have had Christian values are slipping away from them. Yes, I think the humanists actually put out a press release about this. So they're very public in their support for uh, what's happened at the school. And they're, they're clearly, they're stating even a private evangelical Christian school has now, you know, um, decided not to support Operation Christians, Christian uh, Christmas Child um, and therefore encouraging. And it's extraordinary. It's, it's a private school. It's, you know, the fees are quite high. I think, you know, £12,000 a term or something. Um, and, um, and, you know, private evangelical school, and yet, you know, a bit of a complaint about, like you say, a fantastic mission organisation, and they back down. And of course, of course, some of the other parents um, have complained about that uh, and said it's a betrayal of Christian children and parents at the school, um, which it really is, isn't it, Andrea? Well, I know that the school has a long and treasured and amazing history and foundation as a right. Christian school. Right. And uh, and an amazing and historically an amazing chaplaincy work. So there, you know, there has been which dates right back to the beginning. Um, yeah. And the I think that this is not untypical, is it? It's the no. they want Christians to to deliver the shoeboxes. Oh, we lost Andrea there. Um, to deliver the shoeboxes, but not have the Christian values yeah. wearing their Christian values on their sleeve. They just they, can we just not yeah. have the Jesus stuff, please? When yeah. just to finish off what Andrea was saying, <laughs> hopefully yeah, she'll yeah. be there. But yeah. uh, to kind of hide the Jesus stuff out of the way when Jesus is the reason why we do what we do as Christians, why we serve Him in these incredible ways, why yeah. we're prepared to lay down our lives. It's because we're following Jesus Christ. And yeah. all that he says to us, all that he says to us in his word and how to live in terms of encouraging. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's quite clear that it's, it's the specific aspect of biblical marriage, of ma marriage being seen as be being between a man and a woman. That is, yeah. is a clear biblical teaching that the Samaritan's Purse organization they, they align with. It's yeah. that particular aspect that the. Yeah. The uh, pumists and the parents have made a complaint. One one complaint, I believe. I read somewhere it was one complaint. Yeah. And the school responded back by saying, um, it's important for us to be clear that such views, it's just that bit about marriage, such views are not in line with the school where pupils can be themselves and are respected and celebrated for who they are. Can you can you now just, just take that in for a moment that they're saying it's important yeah. for us to be clear, says the school, that such views are not in line with a school where pupils can be themselves and are respected and celebrated for who they are. Well, you imagine those Christian families that have sent their children to a Christian school. Yes. Um, how, how do they feel? Think of the Christian family and the yes. Christian peoples who have traditionally... Are they being respected? ...beliefs yeah. for over, over millennia. Yes. Will, will yeah. they be able to feel yeah. they can be themselves and yeah. are celebrated and, and respected? Will, will teachers even at that? I, I mean, I don't know the school, yeah. but... The teachers there feel that they're going to be respected and celebrated for who they are. Um, yes. it's, it's, a, it's a very sad state of affairs. Sorry, really? Andrew, I was kind of finishing off what I think you were starting to say. Do you know, Steve, it's quite interesting because um, somebody has commented here um, about um, Operation Christian Childs um, from Romania and saying, I grew up having them each year in Romania. Wow. Um, so I've um, got an incredibly international audience today um, on, on Around the Table, but... Um, 
But there we are, somebody's actually experienced um, getting them, as you say, all over the place. They get, and they're going into Ukraine um, at the moment. So listen, we've set up a petition, haven't we, on this? Um, and um, it's a petition uh, to the school. Um, maybe we can do a quick screenshot of that. Um, and please, can I encourage you to uh, sign, add your name to this petition, because um, we're really wanting to say, look, the, the key message to the headmaster of St. Lawrence College, Margate, is this. Please don't abandon your support for a Christian charity because its presence holds to biblical Christian beliefs. Reinstate St. Lawrence College's support for Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child. Um, so we just want as many people as possible to sign this petition. Um, so the school, um, hopefully, we pray, decides to back down um, and uh, re-support uh, or you know, reconnect with its support to Operation Christmas Child. Um, as it should do with its evangelical ethos and the parents um, paying good money to send their children to a private evangelical Christian um, school that should support Christian ethoses. Um, so I think there's a link that we've posted um, in, uh, in the comments on Facebook or YouTube and just put it up on the screen there as well. Um, so do go and sign that um, today, add your name, encourage other people to sign it as well. And uh, we hope to get many thousands of inches on that. We're just sort of going live with it today, um, promoting it. So, um, Andrea, just talk to us about how you feel about that petition and the difference it can make. Well, I think that one of the things that a petition does, and sometimes it can even feel a bit uncomfortable, I think, you know, is if you think, oh, I'm petitioning one person, well, the person that that can make the difference the difference here is the headmaster and the and the, and the governors yeah. and they he needs to know they need to know that people support uh uh franklin graham they support a samaritan's purse they support operation christmas child and i think that what the the lgbt lobby does is silence people like us it seeks to put us in fear what that's something that christian concern is not fearful and we stand here in order to give you help to give you your voice to say we are a movement to say we we are a body that will will say we we, we don't do this lightly we don't want we love the headmaster we love the school and we want to say do the right thing but but people expect us somehow to just go away um and and we're not going to go away because we love the Lord Jesus Christ. We love all the things that flow from him. And one of the things that, that is beautiful that flows from him is the how now to live in truth and beauty. The reason why that school was to set up was set up was uh, was so that young boys, I believe it was at the beginning, uh, and now girls would come as well, would really come to know and to love the Lord Jesus Christ and to live their life for the benefit of this nation. Right. under his lordship and under his beauty and to overcome evil with good and we have we this idea that somehow to believe that therefore is hateful on those that don't want don't live by a, a christian morality or who identify against it because of who they say they are well what does the christian do in response to that the christian says we love you we care for you we watch over you hmm. What we can't always say is we approve of your behavior. What we can't always say is we believe that the identity you claim is your real identity. We can't say that and we never will say that. Mm. What mm. we can say is 
uh, we're here. We care for you. We want all that is good and perfect and true uh, for you. And we can't coerce you, uh, but we want we want we want you to be in our community. And that is the beauty and the wonder of the Christian faith. And yeah. it's actually the oppression of humanist UK that say secularist Christians out. Yeah. Your morality out. You yeah. are bigoted. You are phobic. Let me say that uh, I'm going to give you a little snippet. I'm here with this amazing Robert Stivy in this place right now. But I'm also together with Robert Stivy with the amazing Dr. Makareth. Yeah. Uh, Dr. David Makareth is the doctor who said, you'll, you'll remember, I'm sure the viewers here, uh, the doctor who said, I wouldn't be able to put on a medical form that a biological uh, man was a woman. And for that, yep. that's his government job. Yep. But again, you've got a doctor here who's got the best track record with patients, worked in emergency medicine for most of his life, cares passionately about his patients, but just couldn't put something that wasn't true on a medical form. Yeah. And mm -hmm. lost mm -hmm. his job. You know, so anyway, I just, I, I, I mentioned that merely, really because he's here in the building with me. Why? Because, why? Because he's got a heart. He's made friends with Robert Stivy. And they have a passion to see Jesus Christ's name made known, um, mm. the mm. healing of the nation, and uh, it's not, you know it's physical healing and spiritual healing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. need to see in our nation today. Indeed. Fantastic. Well, we could talk a lot more about this, but um, I think we're, the time is running short, really now. And um, I just encourage you in closing to sign that petition, uh, please, and get other people to do that as well. Um, and uh, do follow us, like our YouTube channel and um, and our Facebook channel as well, and subscribe to those things and our email as well. And uh, look forward to catching up with you again uh, this time, same time next week. Thank you very much. Thank you.